0: I'm Nana I'm Steve <laughs> Oh you can't <laughs> For a split second there um, uh, you yeah, shit me? <laughs> fuck's <sake. laughs> all right, so yeah <laughs> It's another Nana and Stevie episode uh, This is the Ghibli Files Where we review all the Studio Ghibli films are, are, That are on Netflix um, I think we're coming down to like, like The last couple And then we're going to open it up to some of the films that um, Netflix didn't drop and then we'll also maybe do some classic anime movies such as like Akira, Ninja Scrolls, um, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, before we get into the movies I'm gonna talk about well not the movies, but the movie and yeah, actually technically two movies I'm gonna talk about today. Uh, what have you been what anime have you been watching since we last recorded?
1: Well man, um I have I've done a little bit of uh oh um, Funimation. Mm -hmm. Um, which was, um, I watched the first episode of Fire Force. I don't know if I mentioned this last time or whether or not I always forget what we talked about in the previous episode, but I really really. want to get back into that because it was, yeah, it it was a, it was a fun first episode. Mm Um, but, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Netflix anime Mm. and, um, I've watched, um, in the middle of watching, um, uh, Loop in the third castle, the castle of Cagliostro. Okay. Which I uh, don't know if you've ever heard of this before. I, I've heard of Loop in um, the third,
0: but uh, not that full of, on title.
1: This is um, a movie from uh, 1979, mm-hmm. and it was co-written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Oh uh, sick. Y- yeah, mm. and. Uh, so you can see when you watch it, it's like you can see the sort of like the the aging of it. So yeah. it is definitely you know, like the the quality isn't quite like what some of the later and um, um, Studio Ghibli movies have, where they've you know mixed a little bit, of, they've tweaked it with a bit of CG. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so well directed so far, and I'm just completely hooked. And it's fun, and it's got like it's got a ton of humor in it, and it's got action and it's got romance so yeah he is it is really cool so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that nice um and then i've also watched this thing called japan sinks oh which I, just,
0: I haven't watched that Yes, yeah i'm going watching that Oh fuck me man you're yeah. in for a treat we'll, 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 talk, um, we'll talk about that uh,
1: next week well, can I just say, yeah, go yeah I've watched two episodes, mm. and I, uh, after the second episode, yeah, I had to just stop because I was like, "Holy fucking <laughs> shit!" Right, like, and I will just—I won't say any more. But yeah, I was just like, "Fuck me, this is this is mental." Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, and it is, yeah, but it's it's good so far. Yeah, I, I won't say oh, any more. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm on a job I haven't really been watching much anime I've been watching like more live action stuff and um, I think even today I'm just going to be listening to catch up on some podcasts so I'll be uh, catch up on podcast podcasts and like probably playing some Tetris 99 in the background while I'm doing that um
1: oh, you love that you, do you, you love fucking Tetris 99 uh,
0: mate, I'm mate <laughs> lo- I love that game like the thing is I've got so many other games to play as well but every time I turn on the switch I'm just like oh let me yep. play this for a, a couple of minutes and before I know it like I've sunk in <laughs> a couple of hours so um yeah, definitely today. So I kind of got that with
1: um, with uh, on the phone. Um, I've been uh, my boy got me into this game called Clash Royale, mm-hmm. um, and oh god, it's so addictive. And yeah. it's like a it, it's like a card game. Only you actually, you can lay down a card, and then that sort of like sets off your character to go off, and you just got attack another another character. Yeah, um, but oh, it's just so fucking addictive. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Been been doing that a lot in sort of evenings and spare time, and then also trying to catch up on um, uh, finishing um, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS four. Mm. Actually, I'm,
0: uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that. Just, uh, not. I want to talk about one anime actually, real quick. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Tower of God has finished mm-hmm. the season, and um, the eighth Son are you kidding me? Has finished the season. So, one of the new yeah. anime that's like been put into that slate is. Um, Got off high school. Um, I've watched the first episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the second episode is probably out now, so maybe even tonight. I somehow might check it out, but um, it's um, it's not what I was expecting, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I was expecting more of like a Kengan Ashura or a Bucky kind of anime. Um, yep, this is. Early on, it's the, the feel of it is very shonen. So like Naruto, Bleachy, like it's got that kind of vibe. And that's not like, that's not a knock against it. Cause obviously those animes are really good animes. Um, but you know, it's like, it's been very, like getting introduced to the first characters has been quite jokey. Um, but like I'm really looking forward to seeing what's what, how they take it moving forward. Um, because like you just had like this little uh, battle royale with all the yeah. different characters and they've introduced this like, Crazy criminal character who's like, um, like a lot more strong than some of the other characters that, or like the side characters we've seen so far. Not even side characters, but like the extra characters that, like, you know, they're, they not gonna play any major impact in the story. Like, just the canon for the characters. He's just, he's absolutely just killing them and he's battering them. And, um, I was interested to see, like, how the main characters go up against this guy. And, um, the, the main, main character, I, I guess, um, It's already been hinted that he's, like, proper strong in it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they develop, how they show off the different fighting styles. Uh, Even though it's got High School in its title, I've been assured that it's not one of those, like, high school animes. Like, it literally is. I was just going to say, it's just
1: another one of those fucking high school, man. There's so many of them,
0: aren't there? Yeah, there is so many. But this is, like, it's it's going to end up being, like, a Kangaroo show where it's, like, strictly just fighting and stuff. But, like, it's going to be... Have a lot of that shonen um, humor, I guess would be would be the right word to say. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to how it goes. I'm looking forward to seeing how many episodes we get. Um, I still need to get back on Fire Force. So I don't know when I want to do that. Um, but yeah, hopefully. Did I you ever? Um, did you ever
1: see High School of the Dead?
0: Yes, I loved that. Oh my gosh, I yeah. I all that. I wish we were gonna get. The because the thing that's even annoying with that one is um, I haven't checked in a long time, but even the, the um, man got stopped um, because um, the author um, after the, the um, not the hurricanes after the earthquakes in Japan in like oh, I don't want to say I want to say 2011, but I'm not, pre- I'm not sure. Um, but after Japan went through that major bad period, had bare earthquakes and that. Um, mm he just said his heart was in writing like a, post-apoca- a post-apocalyptic story because of all the things yeah. that happened in Japan at that time so there's been yeah, rumours for years that another studio will pick it up or someone else will pick up and continue the story Um but yeah for the most part there's because it was again obviously had a lot of fan service in it but like Still,
1: well, I was just gonna say, man. I just googled it. I just typed in "high school were dead." Mm. Went to images, and the first images is it's like blonde head girl with a boobs squashing another girl, mm. like redheads face. Yeah, it's a lot. It's
0: a lot. It's a lot of fan service here, yeah, but um, it's like a really well done anime, and like the character it, I
1: remember it being pretty gritty, and you know, like actually a pretty good story line and a uh, ultra fucking violence, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah.
0: So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, like, where they take it moving forward, isn't it? Uh, I, I hope that one day someone picks it up. Um, again, I don't want to say it, uh, like, say it as truth in it, but I don't know if it's one of those ones where the author's passed away. I'm, I'm not sure, but I do remember that initially he did want to continue writing a story because of the Japanese earthquakes that happened, in it. it? Um, I'd have yeah, to do sure. it to find out if he's still alive or not, but... That was the reason why that particular um, series stopped airing and stopped sh- uh, stopped having um, manga releases. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, God of High School, it's another one of those um, collaborations. Yeah, between- shit,
1: man. No, he's dead. He is dead. He is dead. Okay. Yeah, fuck. He's, he died in 2017. Yeah. Uh, ah. that, uh, Daisuke Sato.
0: Hmm. Like, um, I, had, I didn't have a feeling but again like I said initially the reason why he stopped um putting out the manga and that was because of the earthquakes and he was just like I don't feel like the Japanese people want to read a story set in post uh, th- yeah you know the word I'm trying to say it's set yep. in, that, in that world and um, yep. yeah yeah. so he's dead so hope like that sucks but I, I do hope that either a, a studio will take up on the anime or someone yeah. else will like you know Use whatever notes that he may have left behind to fight, figure out where he wanted a storyline to go. Um, yeah, because yep. I think the the anime only got maybe like 12, 20 episodes. I don't think it was like very had a lot of episodes. Do you know what I mean? But it was just like yeah. a really well done anime, man. It had so much potential to go very far. So it sucks yeah, not totally. Happen totally. Um, but yeah, so like you know, uh, God or going back to God of High School, it's another webtoons crunch roll collaboration and um, we're gonna get a lot more of these over the next couple of years because like for the most part it seems that tower of god was received very well um, so that's hopefully gonna get greenlit for a season two um and like web the more that Crunchyroll roll and webtoons are pushing and sponsoring their stuff the more people are like discovering it because like for anyone that doesn't know webtoons is a free app and it um it should it it hosts a lot of um korean man- mangas or they they call it manwas so there's a lot mm-hmm. of different stories on there um i think solo leveling is another popular one uh obviously you got tower of god god of high school um there's a lot of different manwa stories that people have been following for like over 10 years that you know are now probably getting pushed into the forefront of anime uh because obviously anime is generally um animation that comes from japan but like we're starting to see a lot of chinese animes and start to see a lot of korean animes um it's weird though because obviously like these manwas are korean but like the i have a feeling like the studio that are doing these are japanese because obviously the audio and the language that the people are speaking, are, are speaking is like the traditional japanese that you get from anime um so it, it's just nice to see in it like we're getting a variety of different stuff in it and like like i've said i've had conversations with people like now that like, anime is so easily accessible, like you've got Crunchyroll, you've got Funimation, you've got Netflix, that are like, always constantly putting out stuff, you know, you'll you're, you're get so much more anime than you did like in the early days, where like you'd have to like proper look for it or go into uh, um, a comic book store and find like their, their Japanese anime section and like buy the DVDs and go home and watch it. Um, and it's just great to see, you know what I mean? Because obviously I'm a big support of anime and I, I want it to be in the mainstream
1: yeah totally man mm. my boy actually picked up a a manga um just the other day mm. um and it was the uh, one of the fairy tale mangas okay and he's totally into fairy tale he's watched uh, all of the fairy tale like animes mm. um and there's like the fuck though isn't there like there's some movie as well i believe and yeah. um he um he's been reading the fairy tale manga and he just he's like this is so much better than the anime he mm. completely loves it. Um, so it's quite cool, man. I, I quite like the fact that he's kind of, he's starting to get, explore, explore that world of manga mm. as well. Yeah, no, that's dope
0: still. All right. So, um, we have two things to review today. Uh, I think the first one we'll go through is flavor of youth. Um, this yeah. was another weird little collaboration of like different movies and different stories and, um, Initially, I was just thinking, oh, all these stories are going to interlink, which they kind of do at the end, but not oh, in the... Oh, yeah, that
1: was a great thing. And I totally wasn't expecting that mm. at the end um, because I just thought it was going to be three separate stories, all sort of like vaguely linked to 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 food. Yeah. <laughs> and um, But at, right at the end, when you see them all appear in the in the airport, it's like fucking um, just wonderful wrap-up of, of all three stories. Yeah.
0: So obviously we've gotten, like a, a, a international um, adaptation for this. Uh, Flavor of Youth is what it's called in Japanese. Uh, From season to season is what it appears to be uh, called in in Chinese. Um, mm-hmm. It's a two thousand eighteen anime and amphor- amph- anthology drama film directed by Lee Howling, Ji ji Jia and Shitik and Yoshitaka. Take, Takeuchi and produced by... <laughs> Takeuchi, you love these Japanese names. <laughs> uh, produced by Noritaka Kawaguchi, <laughs> a Japanese-Chinese co-production between Comics Wave Films and Lines Animation League. It was released in Japan and in China on August 4th, 2018 and globally on the same day by Studio Canal and Netflix. Um, yeah, I, you know, like the three separate films, um, I thought that the rice soup one was probably the worst one that they did.
1: Oh, Um, no fucking shit. Uh, That was my absolute favourite, man. Really? I have watched that mini film probably about five or six times now, man. I just (laughs) absolutely love the way that it takes you through this guy's life. And he keeps talking about ramen and uh, how, as he gets older, the ramen get shittier yeah and you just see it like linking in with his with his life oh fuck man i just i want ramen i want ramen right now <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: thought, I thought this was like i particular. i gave this one a two out of five um i didn't particularly get like i got what was going on but it just didn't really like grasp me in it. i just thought oh he likes this ramen he goes to this ramen shop because this girl um rides by every day and it was just, it was, it, the, the ending was quite nice because obviously, like, not nice in a, in a, like, positive way, but like, his grandma dies in it, which forces yeah. him to go back to his, like, his local village. And then when he's in yeah. his village, the girl that he's been, like, had a massive crush on for, like, forever, who all of a sudden has moved away to go to, like, university in another town or whatever, he's, he's, like, basically reunited with her because he sees her again in this small town of his. And it was just like, yeah. okay, maybe now he's gonna have the courage to like go and talk to her. But then that's when the episode ends or the film ends, um, so we never know. But like I said, the 15, 20 minutes that we got, I was just like, I just wasn't particularly feeling it. But um,
1: oh, obviously, dude. obviously, oh, you were feeling I give like this one a five, five out of five. This is yeah. this is out of all three um, stories, this was my favorite, yeah. and um, yeah, it was. I think I think it did have something to do with the fact that. I was looking at the ramen and just getting hungry. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was like, this, but it, for me, it just, it, it was a, him sort of remembering the way life was and how it sort of started off simple and it became more and more complex and fast paced. And with that, the quality of everything seemed to sort of subside. And it yeah. was a sort of a, it was a, a suggestion towards, you know, like, if you want good quality, sometimes you've got to take time and you've got to slow down and you've got to, you know, you've got to, got to put a bit of effort into that rather than getting wrapped up in the modern day-to-day life where everything's a bit superficial and, and fake, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, nah. Um, the next one, this is probably my favorite one. Uh, the little fashion show. Um, I just like, um this one was called Yeah, Little Fashion Show. Uh, this one take took place in Guangzhou. Uh Yin Lin is a fashion model and her younger sister Lulu is a student in uh designing clothes. Um after getting drunk on her birthday and receiving a hangover, Yin Lin slept late for a fashion show evaluation. Um and when she gets to the evaluation, she meets like the the new up-and-coming star. And um mm. she's not really happy that the fact that, you know, this young girl is like initially the young girl's like oh i admire you like i'm a big fan of yours like you know you're my inspiration and then as it goes on like the little girl like takes over and then you see her like you know not eating going to the gym and like doing everything yeah. needs to be to like try and like keep herself young and keep us compete with the um like the younger generation of models coming through and uh listen with this one yeah i nearly cried at the end because it was like, she she goes to do this catwalk and she faints in it. And then mm. like, people are just, she's just like, oh, well, after such an embarrassing situation, like I, I'm not going to be able to redeem myself. And then you get the conflict between her and her little sister. And then you her manager, like she has like beef with the manager in it. And the manager says like, well, if you're not going to be a model anymore, then I quit and I'm no longer your manager. So the as soon as you start being a manager, he's like, you know you're selfish you're like stuck up like yeah. he's just just slacking her off in it and then he, he totally he, like let's
1: rip yeah but there was a point to it wasn't there yeah he, he was he, he was basically managing her and mm. um getting her to feel like get her fire back
0: yeah and then i yeah, think yeah. The, it's when they she goes and does like a little sister's fashion show when um he because he he basically like support the manager basically like Helps the little sister rearrange this little fashion show for the little sister's clothing line. And then she says to him, like, oh, like, um, why did you do this for me? Like, you're not my manager anymore. And he responds, hmm. no, I'm not your manager, but I'm your friend. I nearly turned off and started crying. I was really like, "God, oh, that is so sweet. Like, that is yeah. just, that, that was just like what she needed. And it just showed that, you know, they developed that friendship over a long period of time of him being a manager. And then, you know, he, he obviously became a friend and, and like had a lot of good feelings towards her and um yeah but i really loved this one i, I gave this one a five out of five man this one was so dope man
1: yeah this was a great little kind of like all in one story um this one was very nicely tied off at the end mm-hmm. and um and it, i felt like this was all about self-empowerment that she was at the top of the game but she was pushing herself too much and Forgetting again, forgetting what sort of what the important parts of her life were, which was her sister and and her friends, and she was so wrapped up in it. But then, when doubt, when self doubt came along, she uh, she just had to remember that you know she actually could do this. She was very good about it. Like so with the competition, with the younger competition, like she was at what point, one point feeling like she just couldn't do it, but actually she could. Um and, and we all we all have like moments of doubt like that in our lives, don't we? Yeah. Where you like you look at yourself and you think, Oh fucking hell, I can't do this. I can't do this, I'm shit, I'm crap and actually we can. You just have to sort of uh, uh get retain that self belief in you, yeah. you know, and everything. But no, for me, um this didn't quite cut it. This was probably the one this was my least favourite out of the three. Lovely. Um uh, but I still give it like a fucking like four because I mean it's it, all of these uh, all this flavors of youth man I I gotta give it a five out of five overall because yeah. it's just so fucking wonderful it's you know um, it, everything about these is just gorgeous it's what I like about anime mm. um, and they've put like really good storyline in with amazing detail and beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so I just this one didn't quite tick with me, and I think I was still thinking about fucking ramen. I um, <laughs> yeah, was watching this.
0: Yeah, that, that's
1: crazy. Uh, and the last one,
0: oh, don't let me just pull it up. The last one was Love in Shanghai, uh, taking place in Shikumen in Shanghai from 1999 to the modern day. Li Mo has a friendly relationship with Zhao Yu. After Zhao Yu got injured trying to go back home, Limu carried her on his back to her apartment. Since Zhao Yu could not go to school due, due to her injury, she asks Limu to record the lessons in cassette tapes so she may listen to the tapes and learn what she missed. And then obviously you then find that like her dad wants her to go to this like really nice school in a, in a, yeah. in a different area to where they live. Yeah. And um, he's obviously got a crush on her. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to work really hard and I want to go to the same school as her and uh, not yeah. realising that like she doesn't want to do what her father wants because she actually wants to spend be close to him and stuff and then yeah also, he
1: doesn't he, and he doesn't
0: fucking tell her he doesn't even play the damn tape because if he played <laughs> the tape when he was young then 10 years yeah. later or when he's an adult and stuff you would have realized, oh, I just realized this one This one was really good as well. I give this one a five out of five as well. Yeah. Uh, a really compelling story. Uh, just very, what like initially when it started, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Cause like, he's just moving to this new apartment. Like his boss doesn't like his idea. And it's all just like up in, up in, up in the air kind of thing, is it? But I was like, yeah. I explain it. It just gets better. And I'm just like, yeah, this was,
1: this was dope, man. I, really I loved, I loved the the tape, the kind of reference of the tape and everything, and that uh, that took me back to being a, a you know, like um, growing up and being a teenager and using tapes and mm. just, you know, like I recorded every fucking thing on <laughs> on tapes. Me and my mates used to like make up songs and like live comedy shows, and we used to just fuck around so much using tapes, and you could, you could also like hold down you press the record and that hold down play slightly uh, half down it would like do it double time so that then when you recorded it it would come out super slow and you'd be like (laughs) 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 so uh, that really resounded with me like that was i was like fucking brilliant like little callback to the 80s and 90s Mm. um i did like that but I i like the love story aspect of this and yeah he did, yeah. you know, when he was sort of like um, he the, that kind of decision that he made to say, right, I'm going to go get get into this um, this high school mm-hmm. was kind of like it was kind of like compounded by the fact that his parents were like, Are "You sure you want to do that? Because it's really difficult." Yeah, and yeah. he was kind of like, "Right, I'm fucking doing this," and his original reason for wanting to do it, which was kind of like lovey dovey. And like, oh, she's his. What is it? Zhao Zhao Yu is going to go there, yeah. so I'm going to go yeah. and do it. That then sort of paled away. He, he I think, his sort of like logical mind sort of kicked in and was like, "Well, actually, I might have done it initially on a on a romantic whim, yeah. but actually, I do want to better myself, mm-hmm. and this is a challenge, and I've got to throw all of myself at it." Yeah, and almost yeah. A detriment then of having friends mm-hmm. and. It, I kind of was, like, a little bit shocked by that. I was like, fuck, like, he has gone... It's almost like he's taken the taken the jump and then been like, okay, well, um, I've committed to this, so now, yeah. I've really, everything has got to go and be pushed to one side yeah, I've, for I've this. Got, I've got to do it now. Yeah. yeah. He's, got to, um, he's got to
0: make it. And he did, like, obviously, in the end, we see that he, he builds his own... Um, own little motel thing in the, in the heart of like Tokyo, like where his parents sure. were. Yeah. And, yeah. um yeah, man, it was really good. I, I did, I did
1: proper like it. Um, and again, it ended really cool because uh, she then appears, because uh, she went off to America, didn't she? Yeah. I think she, she went off to America and then she comes in and, and you're just like, holy fucking shit, that's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> is, so, yeah, but I mean, dude, this, this, this whole thing, just was such a pleasure. Um, this is what I. This is an like pure anime to me. This is what anime should be like. This is good stories. This is beautiful, beautiful artistry, um, and like a wonderful like soundtracks and the, the, just the music behind it as well was nice. Everything about it is just was such a a joy. Mm. I was
0: enjoying myself the whole way yeah no definitely man it was, it
1: was it was just really like I said it was just
0: really well done um, yeah and, and the thing is like I, w- I would like to see more of this and find out where where they take it like I, I would be interested to see what more projects from this studio
1: hmm mm.
0: yeah 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 No. Um. what studio is it Uh, I don't have it hold <laughs> on oh no, two seconds
1: well, produced by uh, Norikata Kagaguchi, you know, producing companies Comix Wave Films,
0: yeah, and hey, Howliners
1: Animation League. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So those the
0: two series. So I look forward to seeing because, like I said, yeah, uh, we're getting a lot more, <laughs> a lot more Chinese and Korean content in it, and um, I look forward to getting more of them
1: and enjoy, and as long as they
0: stay at this kind of quality,
1: um, eight. Comics Wave Films did your name, they did, um, weathering with you, they've done um, uh, one called Garden of Words, which I haven't actually seen yet, and I want to watch that now. I'm pretty sure
0: that's on on Netflix. I haven't. That's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got round
1: to it yet. There's there's
0: a a lot of those films that you just mentioned. Yet I have not got to just yet.
1: Have you not watched your name yet?
0: I still have not watched your name.
1: Oh fuck, man, you can't watch that. It's so fucking good. <laughs>
0: I've, heard, oh, I've heard so many good things about it. I just haven't. Well, man, it's yet.
1: produced by this by one of these companies, so it's yeah. If if Flavors of Youth is anything to go by, mm-hmm. then uh then it's gonna be pretty fucking good. Yeah. No. Again, uh, I, I need to do.
0: Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of saving those ones for when we go into other fi- other anime films. Uh, to watch it then. so Yeah, uh, watch, yeah sure, sure. I you know what I mean? Um, which, I, I need to start compiling a list of, of those other movies. Um, But yeah, that's... <laughs> going to be a long list. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's Flavour of Youth. Um, It's on Netflix. It's a, it's a nice... It's a, it's a quick watch as well, like an hour long? I think they're about it's roughly 20, 20... It's, 20. Not,
1: it's uh, 70, 75 minutes, so hour and 15.
0: Yeah. It, 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 I, I would highly recommend watching it, especially if you want to get like... <laughs> Three different stories with uh, three different different art styles. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. This, to this out.
1: was pretty much the same as the other one, which was like the um, promotion for Studio Ponoc. Yeah, the
0: modest, this is definitely
1: uh, like a, a promotion for this for these, these studios saying, "Look, look at what we can do. We mm. this is what you've got to expect from us." Now go and watch our other movies. Yeah.
0: No, definitely, man, and. Um, Go check, yeah go check them out really um the last one we're gonna talk about is uh one of my all-time favorite studio Ghibli movies uh house moving castle um, yeah this was just as much fun watching it again out of 10 years on since I watched it as a kid um it's because when I was younger I used to actually prefer house moving Castle spirit away but watching it now yeah spirit away mm. is actually the superior film compared to house moving castle but um this still gets a five out of five torturers um it was just really enjoyable i forgot like how many different stories not stories but like i forgot there was like a whole war story in the background of this and um sophie getting turned into old lady like that was what more i remembered about house moving castle um but oh, yeah. there's just so much more going on in the background and um, you know, like with Howl's Heart, and then the wars going on, and then the the cursed turnip character. Uh, yeah, man, I just had a lot of fun with this. Um, what What were
1: your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, this is this is just such a good movie. <laughs> um, I have got a fuckload of notes um, about this, so um, I don't know if you want to go through the actual movie because um, there's some really like awesome bits that I wanted to kind of like talk about. Um, but I mean, in terms of like what this movie's about, like a girl who's all timid and gets turned into an old woman mm-hmm. and how she then meets a wizard pretty yeah. much, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but it's just, it gets, it gets into the story like straight away and, if uh, for this one there was absolutely no kind of oh I've got to get used to this. So some of the Studio Ghibli movies I kind of felt like I had to had to get into it and just give it a bit of time. This one, straight off, I'm just hooked and I'm invested in it and I, I wanna see what happens and I'm loving the art style and yeah, just it was just so much fun. Um mm. this is an absolute five out of five. I will watch this time and time again and every time I do watch it I pick up more stuff, um, and there's, there's new bits. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really nice. And like in the middle of the movie, there's a, there's a bit when Hal takes Sophie up to like through the black door and it's to this kind of, um, this Whoa. field and it's a field of flowers that he's okay. made for her. And yeah. it is, yeah, it's just fucking lovely, isn't it? It's So beautiful. It's just, oh, Watching that again when I rewatched it this time, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is this is pretty." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I yeah, I don't know if you want to say anything else, but I've got some serious shit to get into, man. Just um, bits, um. no, you
0: can you can take the lead on this one because I didn't really write much <laughs> much notes of it other than the fact that I just enjoyed watching it and it's been it was a pleasure, like being given a purpose to go back and watch this. Uh, oh, yeah! I know like I enjoy this movie but like I hadn't gone back and watched it in such a long time so to give myself yeah. a reason to go watch it, and the fact that it was on Netflix as well just made it so easy on my life that I just you know didn't have to go buy it or if it just found it picked oh. up and started watching it so oh, yeah.
1: I'm so glad Netflix have got so many of the uh, Studio Ghibli movies <laughs> mm. no, <definitely. laughs> that was a bloody good deal that was wasn't it yeah Um. so yeah no, um, the notes I've got basically um Oh, how gorgeous were all the waters? The scenes of just water. The way that they drew the water and the reflections of the water is similar kind of experiences to sort of um, when I saw that field of flowers. I was like, I was looking at the water and I was like, ah, oh, they are so scaled. Okay. I, I'm loving this. Um, uh, so what's, what have I written here? If you keep your, uh, oh yeah, so one of the things i quite quite liked was um throughout the movie how sort of um can change into this bird because he's a wizard Yeah, and they were talking about like if you keep doing it you're gonna gonna end up stuck like that and um and that made me think about like uh you remember the old child uh kind of like children's kind of like fairy tale thing of oh like you know like um if you pull your face and the wind ch- changes, changes direction, yeah. <laughs> it'll stay like that. or You know? Um, and this is like his, his darker side, wasn't it? Um, he could turn into this bird mm. and it would give him immense power. But if he wasn't careful, he would stay like that and become a mindless bird. And they talked by reference, the other wizards yeah, but were being that had sold themselves to the, to the, to the, to the king or whatever. And, um, that they were now just like crazy mindless beasts mm. and they'd lost their humanity, and I, I thought that was a nice little undertone. Again, this movie has got so many undertones to it, um, which was what was so lacking by some of the other movies, like fucking um, Tales of Ursi, yeah, you know, <laughs> like this had. So much. You had the story, but then there's so many little bits in it that were like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of a hint towards that." You know, like Spirited Away's got that, and you know, um, Princess Mononoke as well. Like, you know, these movies are good because when you watch them, um, you have a good time, but you also it leaves you thinking about bigger things. Um, yeah. So uh, I noticed uh, one of the things as well when Sophie turns uh, falls asleep, she turned back into young Sophie. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty cool as well. That was sort of like that. When you're asleep, it's your real self. And I'm sure that's been done in other sort of nursery rhymes where, you know, like um, the curse is temporarily lifted whilst you're asleep. As soon as you come back to consciousness, it's you go back to what you were before.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And uh, that bit when Hal had his tantrum. Yeah, we was all gooey and slimy yeah that was cool because she cleaned up she basically goes in there and cleans up his um his yeah. his bathroom or cleans everything up and yeah. cleans up his bathroom and he he, he make, messes up his magic and uh it turns his hair the wrong color and then he just he, he's so vain love the fact that like until she meets him he's just a fucking loser isn't he really he's like a very powerful wizard but he's and he does save her, doesn't he? At the beginning, yeah. From from those like lecherous guards who, who who confront her in the corridor in the in the back street. Yeah. Um. Actually, instantly, what the fuck was she doing that back street? Like, you know, she was basically asking to be like like challenged and you know, well, she harassed. was harassed. She was heading somewhere, and I think she was going.
0: Was she not going back to like her shop? But she just went a different she should have direction.
1: She just gone by. She was, she. It was like a fucking festival on. She should have stayed with everyone else. You know, like, what's the rule 101? Like, you know. (laughs) Stay stay in in, a
0: public (laughs) place. Don't you go
1: down dodgy. Don't go down fucking alleyways like when you are you know, like an innocent little girl, you know. Mm. Um, But that tantrum was cool. Uh, I thought, I loved that. Like they were saying, like, he's drawing up like um, the creatures of the dead or something like that. You know, the spirits of the dead. And you see all this kind of like cool kind of like like, um, spirit kind of like shapes that yeah. we've kind of seen in other movies as well, other Studio Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was fun, wasn't it? Um, I and mean, then when he's in his bedroom, all kind of like recovering and feeling sorry for himself, um, the, the, the bedroom's got like shitloads of teddies and trinkets and treasures, and uh, and I thought, again, that's sort of like suggesting that he's quite kind of like uh he's not really grown up he's still a he's still a spoiled brat almost you know like he has he's he's uh relying on things like that to keep himself like propped up yeah um and for him this is this story is uh is a journey into him actually not running away from stuff and actually confronting his his um his existence Mm. um so, what else was there then? The witch... Oh, yeah. You Remember when the... So, Sophie has to go to the, the castle to send a letter to... give, like, a message to the, the king. Yeah, when they go um, climb, because, climb the stairs. Yeah, and they're climbing the stairs. But, but before that, the the witch of the Wastes comes, like, trotting past Sophie and they have, like, an exchange. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's like... Swooning and you know, like, and she's being carried along by two of her servants, yeah. and then they go on, and Sophie has to keep going, and and then uh, they go across the threshold, and the kind of like you see these two signs flash up, which, and then the servants just melt, and so she's now got to get up herself and actually move, and uh, and of course then you have the wonderful stair scene where they're trying to get up the stairs, but just. I love that little bit where they've obviously the castle has got its own magic barriers and they're not going to have like the witch, of the waste thinks you can just waltz in with all her magic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's been fucking shit up big time. Hasn't she? Yeah. She's been putting yeah. curses on people. And they actually say, don't they? Like, She's like, can't you just take this curse off me? And she's like, oh, no, I, I don't actually know how to do that. I'm just good at putting curses on people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at actually taking them off, which was...
1: Yeah, like, so she was, like, such a tool, wasn't she? She was, like, going around just causing problems for people. And, you know, like and of course, you know, this is jumping ahead a bit, but, of course, it was her who fucking cursed the uh, the turnip head. Yep. You know, the prince. And um, you know, if it weren't for um Sophie him being turned into a fucking turnip, uh, you know, like a scarecrow, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been yeah. a fucking war, would there? You know, like it uh, so the witch of the waste was basically like the one who was causing all the problems in this. Yeah. But um it turned out that actually later on then it this um oh, what was her name? Um the the witch Salomon who was the, the king's um, the king's witch, like personal witch, yeah, royal witch, yeah. whatever. Um, she actually then turned out to be the one who was sort of like, she was trying to catch how wasn't she, and sort of like trap him. And um, of course that, he managed to escape. So I've got a few more notes about that. What was I saying? Yeah, um, yeah Sophie and how had that confrontation with Sullivan. Um, and then the witch the race gets put into her like real form. Yeah, um, um, but she's bit old and dingy. It, yeah, and like just a little old woman who's sort of like completely harmless. And I was thinking about this, like, was that her having a spell put on her? Or was that her having a spell kind of like taken
0: off of her? I, I took it as a spell taken off of her because like she was probably like using spells to make herself look younger and prettier than she actually was. Not that she, because... was, she looked that good
1: anyway, but... Because later on, um, there's a bit when Sullivan puts um, this like this letter. Uh, the Sophie's mum comes and gives her like a, a little like gift or something like that. Yeah. And the witch yeah. of the waste goes and nicks it, and it's got this kind of like um, this thing in it, hasn't it? It's got like a, a like a listening worm or something like that, yeah. and she feeds it to Casper, yeah. and then she takes the cigar. And of course, Cassava eats this worm and it makes him ill and then he can't kind of like keep his fire going. Mm-hmm. Um but I was look I was rewatching this and, and this is what I said about like new stuff coming up to me because I was looking at the Witch of the Waste was then smoking that cigar and after that she became a lot more like the old Witch of the Waste where she, she was like talking to, to Hal like normal again instead of just being this little kind of like Timid lady who's completely harmless, mm. and she starts being a little bit more oh. guiding again. Um, and and of course, I was wondering if the cigar was also provided by Solomon uh, to sort of like either break that um, that that spell that she'd put on the witch of the waste to to sort of like fuck with Hal, or it was another spell that was meant to sort of poison the witch of the waste or whoever. Yeah. Um, I, I, to took, bad.
0: I took it as a, um, it was another thing to like slow down Calcifer cause he was still being affected. And that's why she, um, she, how uh, got her to stop smoking
1: it. And, uh, mm. like, that's and when all... you saw that she put the, the cigarette out on the, the, the cigar out on his hand, yeah. the same yeah. little magic bits came out of it as they did when he pulled the, the thing out of Calcifer mm. and in it, it kind of did a little kind of mini kind of like fireworks thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was uh, that was an interesting point for me. I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what that is. Um. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? So. Um, mm, I love the the little doggy as well. <laughs> like, um, he was thinking like the the dog was howl the whole time, but actually he turned he came along and pretended to be. Um, the uh, the king, <laughs> Like, and that was also quite cool, wasn't it? Like, it, it, what else is he going to do? He's like, he's so arrogant and vain. He's going to go and pick, like, the fucking king to impersonate, and you know, it, and, and yet, um, Sophie's thinking that he's just gone for a little doggy, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then, what do you think the backstory was with the dog? Because the dog wanted to escape, didn't it?
0: I think the dog was just like her, like familiar in a sense i just felt like it just wanted to go out and have some fun in it um you know how like witches normally have cats that's what i took it as i just a nation of way to just go out and be free in the world but also to keep an eye on Howl and see like how events was going to turn out because he was obviously report he reported back to her when things were like gonna have a happy ending so
1: maybe and then he was kind of like he 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 and then like fuck you like he she's like Don't go away, and then he just cancels the connection. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is him basically saying, I'm I'm free now. I'm not going to – I'm my own boss, and I'm not going to kind of do what you tell me to do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, they escape – Sophie escapes on that kind of cool, like, um, flying machine, and that's another thing that I quite liked in this movie. They've got, like, the steampunk style – stuff um in this like just so much they've got like cool little cars and they got flying machines and they got gears and cogs and i was like yeah this is so cool and steampunk um and she then crashes it into the into house moving castle doesn't she yeah because she doesn't know how to like how to turn it off um and uh when what happens over yeah, how returns and he's like totally fucked up and i really like how when he's kind of like in his third form mm-hmm. he comes back in and he's almost like half invisible yeah and you just often see his like feet going along or like the 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 shadows of his feet going along um and that was kind of like suggesting how incredibly magical he was like this guy is like ridiculously powerful isn't he mm. Yeah. No. Um, uh, another. another then, then, go on. Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I'm just. I've got. i just got so many more notes. I was saying, um, another character that I really liked was
0: the little boy. Like he was like how's the sister that he could do like some quite very like basic magic.
1: Yeah, and he's practicing his magic by putting like the um, giving himself a beard and stuff like that, wasn't he? <laughs> that was well good. Yeah. And he, and yeah, he is still a little boy and. and you know there's a bit later on when he's sort of like saying to Sophie, he's like, Don't leave us, so, you know. I love you, and, and he's giving her a hug, and, and you're like, And she's like, Oh, I love you too, you know. And I'm just like, Oh, this is this is so sweet. And um, she is like, The whole thing throughout the whole movie, Sophie's just got so much compassion, she is like, and that's almost like the saving grace where she just doesn't she gets cross with people but she never like hates people or like even like the the witch of the waste turned her into this old woman but and she curses her but like later on she's like saying how much she loves her and like saying you've got such a big heart and she's just she's so enlightened isn't she she's sort of like she's thinking ahead and going this if i hate this person and continue to hate them, um, it's not going to get us anywhere. Um, I've got to have compassion. Um, which is cool. There's a bit when um, they move move house and they're like, take, he, he says, move it like 60 miles or something and it goes up to the top of this place with a, a lake and everything, top of a hill with a lake and she goes out and looks at it and she's just like, for a minute, she goes and turns young. And this was sort of like a real kind of like bit for me that where I was saying, I was looking at her curse and thinking, what is her curse? Like, What what's her curse to do with? So she's been turned into an old woman, but what is this curse all about? Mm. Because they never really tell you, do they? They don't go... I will curse you with Beru. The witch of the waste just goes and passes through yeah, her. and then I'm, she turns. Yeah, but
0: I feel like it was just one of those ones where, like, the witch of the wastes felt a little bit disrespect because she told her to get out in it, which is fair enough. Because, like, it's the witch of the waste, isn't it? like.
1: It's see, not- I think I think Sophie's curse is a lot deeper um, than that. I think the witch of the waste, even though she's a bitch and she, see, she's a meddling woman and Beru like that, her curses are all to do with, like. Stuff that to, to to do with the people, so um, she cursed Sophie with to turn her into an old woman. But the curse you notice throughout the movie, every time Sophie is excited about something, or um, she loses her her fears and her uh, like her self doubt, she mm-hmm. turns starts turning back into a younger woman, and and I and, and obviously later on you see that she's you know like she goes through this whole thing and when how curse gets lifted so does Sophie's um but i personally think that the her curse is more to do with the fact that when you first see her she just works her ass off in this in this hat shop she's not confident she her sister is out there like being wooed by men and so full of like confidence and she's just there like I think at one point the sister's like, you should do something for yourself, you know, once yeah. in a while, you know, um, and it takes her being turned into an older woman to then be like, right, enough's enough. I've got to go off and just throw caution. You know, her back's up against the wall. Um, and again, people so often don't change and or make a change unless their back is up against the wall. Yeah. And yeah. for her, she needed to have, lost all of her youth to, for her to then go out and explore and actually find herself because what the, the Sophie that we see at the end of the movie is a totally different person to the Sophie that we meet at the beginning because she's a whole lot more confident she's, she's fallen in love she's you know she's she, and she seems to have a, like a ton more compassion whereas in what was it the two guys called her uh, like a little mouse, little mouse, yeah, yeah. Like so, she's she's totally timid and just w- withdrawn, and and I like that. I thought that was a really deep kind of like bit where you know, like you don't ever get them specifically saying this is what this is what your curse is about. Just mm. oh, she got turned old, but I really think it's more to do with because of the number of times you see her turn, like, either get younger or actually like proper turn back into young sophie because i i noticed there was bits where she's still an old lady but she looks more like someone in their 50s rather than in like 70s or 80s you know or uh, and she just she's she's got like this slightly younger face but still the gray hair um so yeah that was really cool and again the turnip head guy um he got cursed didn't he and he's just bouncing around the whole time and I wondered again. Perhaps that curse was to do with him not really doing anything important. You know, he's the he's the prince, but he's not actually made an in, like had an impact yeah. and yeah. Uh, on anything. He's probably not stepped up to the plate. Maybe then that curse of him being turned into a into a, a scarecrow was like, well, you're pretty fucking useless. <laughs> so I'm gonna turn you into a scarecrow, and you're just going to bounce around the place like. You know, whereas actually, then what did they say? The thing that broke it was him finding his true love. Yeah, which I thought that was a bit cliched. Um, and also, like, I've actually got a note later on where it was like, "What the fuck, um, Sophie?" Oh no, what was it? head uh, was was he like? She gave him a kiss or whatever, and 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 he found his true love, and then he got fucking dumped straight away. Like, <laughs> because, uh, like oh, by the way, she actually, she's actually interested in someone else. Yeah. No, oh, no, I, don't no, know. Right, I just have to go find someone what else? Like. <laughs> um, so that was a bit weird, but um, yeah. Uh, what was I got? So, let me go back to my notes before. So um, yeah. Um, I noticed at that point when Sophie was like, they moved the house and Sophie gets a bit younger and the music was just Staggeringly amazing at that point. I was kind of like, uh, I just had a little moment where I went, Fucking hell, this music is just absolutely perfect. They bring you know, like the theme song they bring in every now and again, they bring it back into the movie at just the right point, And you're like, You are not going to figure that theme song, and it is going to be sticking with you, and you're going to be humming it like after the movie's finished. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I yeah. thought so they did a bloody good job with that. Um, oh, yeah, when. Calcifer um, gets. I know, so you talked about Calcifer being fed the spying worm, and uh, And we talked about then how turning into it See, I've, I've kind of gone over some of these notes already, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then they have that bit when um, I've written, shit gets real now, major war is happening. Because, um, of course, the war is going on, isn't it? And the war is happening you realise at the end of it, the movie that the war happened because um, of the missing prince yeah, who was Crow. the scarecrow all along. And I thought that was a really kind of like slow, like that was a little bit of a like a holy shit. Like this scarecrow has been in the movie the whole time, just bobbing around doing fuck all, but like helping out a little bit. And, uh, and actually he's the reason why the war has been happening because of the fact that he's missing, yeah, and uh, and when he gets changed back, he can go back and and then the walk and stop. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. So there's those other wizards that are coming in that are now turned, and and I just made a little note here saying Howl is a bird, and a like a really glorious, fantastic. Yeah, it's like, bird. A, it's like a swallow. Yeah, yeah, it's a swallow. Yeah, you're right. It's that shape, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he kind of turns, the, the more he goes into that form, the more he's, like, turning into a swallow beast, mm. like huge fucking mm. talons and, a, you know, like mega teeth and everything. But the other wizards, I guess it was, like, a, a hint towards the fact that they were weaker and not as powerful as him, but they were, like, kind of, like, cross between lizards and flies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and also kind of, like, the goo men, you know, like, the... the the, the the creatures that um oh uh, the witch of the waste conjured up yeah. um and I thought that was quite interesting like he's this fucking powerful bird and they're like these little flyy kind of like f- lizardy fly things that you know <laughs> um, but I like that kind of imagery that was pretty cool yeah um and then there was that bit when um Sophie in order to kind of escape from all Sophie goes and takes Casper out of the house uh, out of the castle and the whole thing like fucking collapses. And um, in order to rebuild it and to give him power, she has to like give him something from herself. Yeah. And she gives him like her hair. And I kind of missed this in my notes. and I had to go back and actually notice, renotice. I was like, Oh fuck, of course she gives him her hair and it's not nearly as powerful as like how, how's magic because he um he says uh what's he say it's like um he says imagine what i could have done with your heart or your eyes because originally he's like oh you could give me your eyes couldn't you yeah. but I, I was like whoa this is getting dark now like castle wants her fucking eyes like what's she gonna do without her eyes you know yeah. <laughs> um and that's the thing that makes the witch of the waste suddenly clicks and she's like that's how's heart. That's that's he's got Hal's heart. That's yeah. why it's so powerful. Why they're so powerful. Why Calcifer's so strong, because he's got someone's heart. He's mm. got Hal's heart. Um, so she then fucking nicks. Him. He's like going full steam ahead, and um, and there's a bit when he's like saying how was it? She said she's like, oh, you're so amazing, Calcifer. You're Like you're such a powerful. Um, demon and he's like oh yeah so I, I think it was earlier on like much earlier on when she's like cleaning up the house and everything and he's kind of like ah, and like oh it's when he first moves it, moves the house mm. and she's like oh you're so amazing and he's like she just told me I'm amazing <laughs> woohoo and he's just like gas- <sighs> yeah just him up and, and again she when she tells him like he's amazing she's like, he's like yeah I'm amazing and Then and then the witch of the waste nicks him and um, I thought this was quite similar to, so she in order to stop the Witch of the Waste from burning, because obviously he's a fire demon, and she's like, oh, it's so hot, it's so hot. Um, but she's so consumed with this kind of like, obsession with having Hal's heart, which they did talk about previously, where I think it was when she went to the Royal Palace, the fact that the Witch of the Waste had been like, like, they'd they'd dated and then Howl had kind of like, left her and she, she was obsessed with having his heart. Um, and so in order to stop her from burning and to save her, she chucks a load of water over the witch of the waste yeah. and Calcifer. And by, and in doing so, kind of puts out Calcifer. And I uh, thought that was a real kind of like nod to the, the Wizard of Oz. Mm. Um, because of fucking, you know, like she, she kills the witch in the Wizard of Oz. By chucking a load of water at her. Yeah. And, and I thought this was a, I love the way they do this. They kind of like, they take from popular culture, not just from like Japanese, or mostly from Japanese culture, but he's taken from culture from around the world. He's, he's seen, there was blatantly seen the Wizard of Oz and gone and said, like, like, let's include that little element there where, where in order to, to, to save the day, some, like the witch has to be covered in, in water and he, in this one, it's back to front because she's actually saving the Witch of the Waste by putting a load of water over her rather than killing her. Um, so, yeah, of course, he's kind of, like, puts out Cassava and then everything starts falling and she falls into, like, a canyon. And and this was a bit, of, like, a really weird bit like, I was not expecting. This is where, like, she thinks she's lost everything and then like her ring that Hal gave her starts to shine and it kind of points her towards a door and this door is like this black hole void type thing and uh yeah he's like she goes into it and it takes her back to the past to Hal's past yeah and and she gets to see like then how did Hal and Calcifer actually meet in the first place And I was kind of thinking, oh, this is like a, this is her, like a vision almost. Like she's getting to see, it's a, it's that thing of like the fact that Calcifer is, has taken Hal's heart and done a deal. So, and that's what she needs to then put, give Calcifer back, like give the heart back to Hal to Mm. to save him from the curse. Yeah. And the bit that kind of like freaked me out a little bit was like, oh no, she isn't just having a vision. She's fucking there. Because she's shouting at him, and he hears it. I know how to save you, like and like, come and find me. I'm, I'm um, find me in the future. And I'm like, shit, the dead. This is like wrapping everything up. This is so. The whole time, how when he first met Sophie, he must have like recognized her from the original, like you know, from when he first got calcifer, mm. and. So he must have known, like there must have been something in him, like, oh shit, it's the woman from the, you know, from the from the past who said that she knows how to save me, yeah. like, and that was a cool kind of little kind of like holy shit moment, um, and then, and and a bit of kind of little note I put down was um. When they're walking back, so she's like falling, 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 and then the dog's there with her and it the dog kinda leaves leads her back out. The dog's just like Yeah, you're not falling, we're just walking along, trot trot, trot, trot. <laughs> And she starts walking and following him and um uh, and she's like starts crying and she's she goes, Sorry, here I just can't stop crying mm. and I was like, Oh shit, this is a really emotional bit, like she's just completely like Overflowing with 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 emotion at that point, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like, <laughs> I was in bits at that point. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, what was that? The, yeah, then she comes back out, and we- there's Hal, like fucking just waiting for her as like this enormous fucking bird, and he's like dripping with blood and everything. And she, mm. he takes her back to um, to 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 all the rest of them. And she goes and puts, some um, Calcifer back in his chest. And Calcifer's like actually really afraid of what will happen. And again, this is, this is that same thing of like, he doesn't want to change because he's afraid. He's afraid of change. He's happy with what, you know, like, and that's, that's what we're all, we all get so like stuck in our safe zone that we're afraid to make a change. Um, and yet if we do make that change, it's often for the better. Mm. Um, And so of course he puts her in and Casper's released and he's like, I'm free and everything like that. Um, Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. What was it like? Uh, She was just so full of like love and she didn't just save Hal, but she also saved turnip head. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the, the movie ended on like a massive upbeat note. Didn't it? Which was just uh, so cool. Like <laughs> I had so many movies end on a like, like a, a sour, like yeah, a bit like on a right downer. Even though they're like beautiful movies, like some of them are right kind of. Like, oh my god, like, this is. I feel like a piece of shit now. But this was just like fairy tale ending, and they go away. And oh man, a bit when they're standing on that balcony and it goes away, and just like oh, it looks amazing, doesn't it? Like. The sun's coming down, the hair's all flowing and everything. Well, good. Well, good. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. I've got a. I did have a look into the fact that, because obviously this is based on a, on a book called Howl's Moving Castle, mm-hmm. which was written in. Fucking. in I can't remember. Like the 90s or something like that? Yeah. Or was it the 80s? Can't remember. Um, But the book is very different. <laughs> and it's quite interesting to see how Miyazaki has taken that book and the story and just tweaked it and turned it into something that makes for a an absolutely wonderful story and you know so often people murder like you know the book's amazing and then you do the film of it and it's just a poor letdown and maybe, maybe if I'd read the book first, I would have watched the movie and kind of been like, meh. But this movie is just so good. This, and it, it flows so well, and there's yeah. so many great yeah. kind of bits. But I mean, in the book, Sophie is a gingerhead, fiery girl who like just like doesn't hold back. She'll like go and like challenge people, and she's um, also extremely, like magical, like she's got powerful magic in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, like has, she's got two sisters in the book. One of them isn't, it, they both can use magic. Yeah, um, They can all use magic apparently um, in this world. And like one of them goes to the bakery, which is the one that we see. But then another one becomes like a witch's apprentice. Um, so they kind of mix the two into one, one character there. Um, but I just, yeah, like imagine the Sophie in the movie actually being like, not being timid (laughs) and having a shitload of magic. Apparently like she turned, so the, the scarecrow in the book, um, she accidentally brought it to life by using her magic. Oh man. Um, and, and she, you know, she would sit there and like do all the hats and she was, she'd actually talk to the hats and she was slightly kind of like cookie yeah. She, you know, like, yeah. she, and people would like comment on the fact that she would like talk to the hats yeah. and have conversations with the hats that she was making, and yet by doing that, she'd put a load of magic into the hat and make it like, uh, make the hats like amazing hats, and that's why they sold so well and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't really—I know. I mean, I haven't read the whole book. I just do—I I did a bit of research on on it, and knowing this, I kind of want to now read the book. Because of the fact that it's obviously so different. I mean, there's there are key bits that are similar. Like apparently Hal's tantrum is in is in the book as well. Um, and there's you know um, various different things that happen in the book, like the characters, like the um, the witch Solomon um, and the witch of the wastes. You know, like they're they're all in the book, but they they're just slightly different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that what Miyazaki's done with this was just fucking wonderful. It it all made sense and it was all well there wasn't any kind of loose ends where I was like, man, that doesn't really make sense. You know, like sometimes you watch some movies and you're like it feels like a bit of a continuity error or or you know, you just you question why did they decide to do that later on when they could have known something earlier and mm. in this movie I mm. didn't really feel like there was any of that, man. Um There was um there's a few kind of little Easter eggs in it. Um where um in uh when she goes out of the house at one point is looking, you know, when she's first seeing the doors, the different doors, changing, you know, like you go turn the knob and you, you appear in one land and turn the knob and appear in another. Um and she goes out and is like looking at stuff and this kid runs past and if you look carefully, that is a kid who is from Laputa Castle in the Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, which and that is a really kind of like that is abstract, man. Because you would not. I. I mean, I didn't notice it until I did some research Mm. and found out about it. But looking at he is, yeah, he's very he's exactly that that kid. So I like the idea that maybe they're in the same universe, same universe. You know, yeah. Mm. Um, And there's a few goose, like uh, where like I'll mention continuity errors. And there are a few continuity errors, but they're not, like, mega. Mm. Um, And you almost wonder if if they did it on purpose. Um, So, like, one bit is where you see, like, she's wearing, like, a a green dress, and then the next minute she's wearing a a blue dress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or, like, at one point a dress is purple, and the next point it's blue. Mm. And uh, you kind of think, did they, is this to do with lighting maybe, or they just did the scenes, that, that, like they, they, they had different teams doing different scenes? Maybe. And therefore or, the or,
0: coloring- or it could just, be because it's like magic in it, so they, because the, the, a lot of the times where um, she was given clothes, she was given clothes by how on it, so there could be oh, some yeah. magic to those clothes, so like maybe they just randomly change colour, or like they change depending on her mood. But then again, like you said, yeah. it could just also be lighting, but you know, yeah, we'll never know. That's like sat down it, with someone and
1: there's a bit when um she you know when she first meets Hal and he rescues her and and they go up and they fly up into the sky and then he kind of he's like let's start walking and oh you're really good at this you're yeah. natural and everything you know um apparently if you look really close um he's got a ring on and it disappears and then reappears and then disappears <laughs> and reappears. Mm, no, that's funny. Which is an interesting one, and then a, again another goof, which is uh, or like a, a like a just a little funny thing. If you look at all the crowds in the market, that it is got is fucking riddled with twins. <laughs> There's just so many people are twins in it. <laughs> you uh, have to rewatch it, but if you go look at those scenes where everybody's like celebrating, if you pause it, you just there's, there's so, much, so many of the characters are twins. Oh, nice. <laughs> so weird. that must have been a little kind of like ha ha moment when they yeah. were doing that particular scene. Mm. Uh, no, but no. yeah, I mean this this is was such an amazing, um, you know, um, an amazing experience for me. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, apparently another change difference between the book and the the movie was that in the book. Um, Apparently, she Sophie hates Hal the whole time. Oh, she's really? Just like what? Doesn't well, she, like him at all. Well, you do get elements of
0: that because she like. There's one point where um, she like piss, he pisses her off. He pisses her off, and she goes, "Look, oh, I hate you," and then like, she storms out, and she's like, mm. "I don't want to be here no more." So you do get a little bit elements of that. Obviously, it's mm. not as maybe um, as much deals in in the books, but um, yeah, no, you do get a little a small element of that.
1: I reckon he kind of favoured her being more compassionate because of the the fact that it really played into the story with her character having a lot of compassion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, therefore, it kind of, you know, it wouldn't have been so good if she'd been, like, constantly pissed off with him and, like, you fucking dick. You know, like, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad we watched this, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I I really enjoyed
0: it. Um, One last thing I'll say, and then I will call it a wrap, is that... um, in the English version, uh, Christian Bell played Howl. Oh,
1: fucking amazing, eh? Yeah, that's really dope. Um, someone else as well um, in it who was. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, Billy
0: Crystal. Do you know Billy Crystal? Uh, no, but you I'm pretty sure. That...
1: Of, must have heard of Billy Crystal.
0: Yeah, uh, like a
1: really famous American actor. He played uh, Casper.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just see, I was looking at the picture. I don't recognize on the picture, but like. From some of the movies that he's in, I, I obviously I recognise what he's in in it.
1: I really enjoyed the different, like the old and young voice of of Sophie in the English version. Mm. Um, I I thought I don't know I haven't. I did start watching it in Japanese, yeah, and it was to know like it. I don't. There's only one person who did the voice for Sophie in the Japanese version. Yeah. And I thought it was a really good idea to actually have two different act- actresses doing Sophie's voice for old and young mm. in in the English version because it really, they just melded it so well. She had such a different old, like a really rich tone to her voice as an old lady. Um, and then as a younger lady, she, had, she her voice just sounded so fresh. Um, but they, I thought they did a bloody good job with the English version. So often, like, you watch the Japanese version and the English is just doesn't quite cut it. And like I found with Arietti, I watched, started watching the English dub and I was like, this is not cutting it for me. Um, and so I turned to the Japanese, like, subbed version. Um, for this, I, I watched most, a lot of it in Japanese, but, yeah. um, I, I found the English one was just perfectly fine. Um, Really, really, just really well done, and I didn't, it didn't take me out of it. I didn't see any kind of problems with the lip syncing or anything like that. Yeah. What was your experience, David? I mean, did you only watch it in, no, I've in only sub?
0: No, I've only ever watched this in sub, like, both, not both times, but every occasion I've watched this movie, it's been in sub. Oh. Um, again, if I, you, I, I, if I, I did...
1: watch it again. I'll give it a go, man, in, in English. I, I
0: did think about watching this one in, in, in um, English because I kind of waited, like, be doing other stuff and kind of have it on in the background but I was just like nah, like, I've got to sit down and watch this one properly so, um, mm. yeah
1: Yeah but obviously you can tell I've waxed lyrical for fucking ages now <laughs> oh, Yeah, is.
0: this is our longest episode still uh,
1: Yeah, but but this really uh, did have an impact on me I, you know this, this movie had so many bits in it that I was just just spellbinding for me
0: Yeah,
1: no definitely Really good
0: Definitely, man. I, so we've come to the end. Uh, it's a, a little bit of a long episode than we normally have, but you know. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> 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 we, 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 we had a lot of things to get through. And, um, no, sometimes we will do a long one again. It just depends on how much stuff we want to get out there. But, um, Stevie, thank you again for joining
1: me as always oh man total pleasure uh, i've been championed a bit for this and uh he's just so good talking mm. to you about anime man
0: yeah you, and
1: you have you have transformed my anime appreciation as well, you, know? <laughs> like, never, make, you know like i never, i'm i now made, you know i've really made a point of watching like more anime and, and exploring and obviously obviously i've got animation now and and You know, I don't think if it hadn't been for you
0: and this podcast, I wouldn't have really kind of delved into it so much. That's good, man. I like it. I like it. Especially like on on the episodes where like I haven't written as much notes, like you proper come in with like all the information I deal. And I can kind of like rely on you to get to get do like most of the work in a sense, isn't it? So
1: lazy. but. To, to be honest with you, man, it's really nice because you often have quite a different opinion of stuff. Than yeah, you know, and and it is quite it's quite refreshing to have, you know, like like going through the um, flavors of youth. You know, like so, you know, it was so interesting to see which was your favourite one. Mm. You know, I, I love that, man. We we we're definitely bringing different opinions and different feeling, different you know like viewpoints to the to the table here.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, man. All right, guys. So this comes to <laughs> the end.
1: Um, next week I've ne- already got the, the web page up. Nice. There is no hastily clicking and like <laughs> lots of swearing, man, this yeah.
0: week. Uh right. next week is Ponyo. Okay, cool. I remember watching yeah. Ponyo. I think yeah. I even watched that one that it, it actually first came out, so this will be an
1: interesting discussion. Oh, I've never seen this one before. Really? Um, oh man, is yeah, no, good. I'm man. really, I'm really looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, alright, cool, man. Alright, Stevie, say bye to the people. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now.